welcome. This is day two of my five-day online version of, <laughs> typically this is a five-week course, and I wanted to gift all of you and you mamas, you women who do so much, and especially in this last year of just serving our families well in the midst of whether you're homeschool or remote learning or all the ups and downs in whatever capacity we've all been called to step up and to be more resilient. And so the Lord really just laid it on my heart to love on you guys and to be a gift to you. So one of the ways that I can do that is to share one of my courses with you for free in these next few days. So if you haven't listened to day one, you can go and listen to it later. It's on my Facebook group and it's on the podcast. So I would love for you to listen to each day. Um, I'm going to leave it up on the podcast and in the group for about a month. So um, it will not be free always. Just for this month, I wanted to share it. So yesterday we talked about uh, a giveaway. I was doing a giveaway of three sessions with me as your spiritual life coach. And I am going to draw the winner right now for today's. So here we go. We are shuffling the names here and dun, dun, dun. Oh, are we going? Are we going? And the winner is Ashley Crawford. Yay. So Ashley Crawford, you have won a three-pack of coaching session, and so I will contact you and get that scheduled. So I'm so excited for that. So yay, that's amazing. So let's do our next giveaway. So this giveaway, again, it's going to be the same all week. It's going to be if you've shared the Facebook group or if you have shared the podcast with a friend and you've tagged me in it, I don't know if you've shared it unless you tag me in it, or um, if you've participated in the homework and posted it on the group um, or in a personal message. So all of those ways of participation, that is the way that you enter into the giveaway. And um, so good morning, Darla. It's so good to have you on here. All right. So today's giveaway before we start, y'all. I don't want you to go anywhere. Um, I'm actually going to, after this giveaway, we're going to do an encounter. So don't go anywhere. Um, so today's giveaway is a Plexus Slim and Active giveaway from a good friend of mine that I met online through a Facebook group. And it is, I'm going to read it because I don't want to mess up her product. So the Active is a clean, long-lasting energy drink that helps with enhanced performance and mental clarity. It's, a perfect, it's perfect for individuals who live a busy and stressful life. And then the Slim Packs from Plexus is the pink drink. It's a little powder pack that you mix into a bottle of water every day. And it's first developed to balance insulin levels naturally. And now it's also packed with prebiotics, which feed the probiotics so that your gut health is restored much faster. It also helps balance hormones, lowers fat levels, reduces carb and sugar cravings, maintains healthy blood pressure, increases energy, and boosts mood naturally. And it comes in two flavors, one that really targets those sugar cravings. So yay for that. 
thank you so much for donating that. Um, I just really appreciate um, just how hard women work out there in all sorts of businesses, whether you're a coach, whether you're a network marketer, whether you're a mom, stay-at-home mom, all of those ways. So Leah Van Vorst is the giver of that. And um, just thank you again for doing that. Okay. So we are on day two and day two, we are talking about creativity. But as I was sitting here, um, really just asking the Lord what, what else I needed to bring to this course specifically to this week, he really, um, put it on my heart to do an encounter. And, um, if you don't know what an encounter is, I talked about it a little bit yesterday and we will talk about it on one of the days this week. But an encounter is an opportunity for us to incorporate our mind, body, and spirit. So if I said picture a, um, uh, like I used an example yesterday of sucking a lemon, your body would respond in a saliva, right? Like sour. And you would picture sucking that lemon. And so our imaginations are powerful. And so it's a super sweet tool to engage with the Father, the the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. And so I wanted to invite you into a quick little, like five minute um, encounter before we talk about creativity. So here we go. Um, will somebody give me a thumbs up if you can hear this music? Okay. Um, I'm going to start talking. And then you can just put in the comments. Um, <clears throat> so take a deep breath. Just in and out. Oops, Again, going in and out with your breath. I want you to breathe in his peace. And I want you to breathe out, letting go. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space of using our imaginations for you and for your glory. So as you're closing your eyes, I want you to just listen to this verse. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan in our destiny. So in your mind's eye, after reading that verse, I want you to picture the Father sitting on the throne. And you see Jesus sitting right next to him. 
and he leans over and he's whispering something to, to the father. And you think that you're in the throne room, maybe unseen or invisible, and yet they have a twinkle in their eye that they know that you're watching them. And Jesus gives you a wink. And he hands the Father your heart. And the gleam, <clears throat> the gleam of the Father's heart and his smile as he sees your heart. There's no mistake how proud he is of you. Yeah, so he looks at your heart and he sees the hard places. He sees the gushy, bleeding places of your heart. He sees the beauty of your heart. He sees the calloused places of your heart. He sees maybe there's a hole in your heart. But the expression on his face is one of deep concentration. And his hands and Jesus' hands and Holy Spirit all around them is one of love and tenderness. And he's oh so careful. So again, let me read that verse to you. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So there, as he's looking at your heart, he sees your plan. He sees the destiny. And he looks up at you. And there's something in the way that he looks at you that you begin to trust him with your heart. You know he sees all of you. And he is safe. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this glimpse of the throne room. Thank you for this peace. Thank you that you give us tools to reconnect our hearts to you. Nothing can separate us from your love. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.
Okay. All right. So coming back into the now, I wanted to be sure that we talked about yesterday and the first tool that we talked about was worship. So how many of you dove into a couple of those worship songs yesterday and just let your heart sit? I, I, I really um, appreciated the people that have posted or messaged me and shared what hits you because it is so fun to see where the spirit is moving. So thanks for sending that. And I hope that that can be part of your daily process. And like I said, because this is shortened into five days instead of five weeks, I really encourage you to make that step to make personal private worship a part of your everyday life. Um, okay. I also wanted to hit on why re-engage your heart? The importance of reconnecting our hearts. What is your heart? So if our hearts are the wellspring of life, it's so important that we actually dig in and we look over our precious hearts, just like the father in that encounter looked over all of the, of the places, the calloused places, the whole places, the alive and well beating places. Yes. And that right there, that is your true self. That is your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, your spirit. It holds your story and he holds your story so tenderly and he cares about all of that. I just, I had shared this in my, uh, weekly goods newsletter, um, about reading Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which was a game changer for me, one of those many game changers. And one thing that really struck me was that God is a feeler. He feels. And if you go through the word, he's, he's angry, he's compassionate, he's loving, he's tender. He's, um, he experiences all these emotions. So why would we not experience all of these emotions and why couldn't we bring it to our creator to ask him about it? So that is why there's a call, an invitation to reconnect your heart to his because he cares about it all. All right. So second tool to reconnect that precious heart of yours is creativity. So creativity. All right. I'm going to put my notes back up here again. All right. So creativity is this beautiful backdoor to healing. If we have experienced trauma, which we all have in some capacity, some more than others, especially since 2020, or just like deep emotional pain, where our hearts can be heavily protected. Creativity is another example, like I said yesterday with worship. It's another example of that DNA within us, in our veins. It's, it is 
literally integrated into who we are. And Genesis 1 shows us that we are created in his image, right? So have you ever noticed how amazingly creative God is? I look out my window and I can see Cheyenne Mountain out my window. If you think of Hawaii and New Zealand and all of those beautiful places, that is representative of God's creativity. He created fish out of nothing. He created birds out of nowhere and all of these things out of love, right? And it was all created through him. So if we are made in his image, that means we get to stand in the identity of being creative. Some of us can tap into that creativity pretty easily. And then some of us, we've had our guards up for many, excuse me, many, many years. And maybe it was shut down as a little girl when we were little. So just as God hovered over the darkness in the beginning, he created What is the darkness in your heart that he is hovering over and creating? What are you going to step into, into that creativity? I can think right now, if you know my story, uh, when I was walking through a dark night of the soul, there was a hovering of his presence. Even though I longed for a tangible piece of him, It was one of the most creative times of my life. And that's how I experienced and walked out Holy Spirit in that season was through creativity. So if you ask, there's a really cool study that they've done. um, But if you ask a bunch of of kindergartners, how many of you are creative? 100% of the hands will come up and they will say, yes, I am creative. Are you a good artist? Yes. If you fast forward to eighth or ninth grade and you ask the same question, are you creative? It's like a third of the class raises their hand. And sometimes it's out of like a, um, maybe a teacher has said something um, blatant or maybe somebody else's artwork got picked over yours to be featured in an art show or a parent has said something like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an art. It could be writing. It could be playing an instrument, any of those things. But somehow we lose the identity that we are creative. By the time you're in high school, most kids have lost that creative outlet So for me, in my own story, I loved art. I loved creating Um, when I was young. My parents um, divorced, and and one of the things that I loved doing with my dad on the weekends I went to his house was um, we would go to an art store, and he would say, what do you want to work with this weekend? And I would spend hours in my room, and I really think that was super healing for me as a middle schooler to process and to create and use all sorts of different mediums. But then as I grew into high school, for me, um, I started noticing how other people's drawings were amazing. Um, How, oh, well, I could never go to college for art. So I started putting it on the back burner. 
of, okay, well, maybe I'm just not creative. And so that, that little desire that I had in that middle school, upper elementary school, middle school, it had dwindled. So fast forward to when I was a young mom and I had my four kids, we were going to mops every week. Um, actually this was before mops because uh, somebody had invited me to mops and I was like, nope, not a crafty person. <laughs> so now that was the lie that started going in my head was, no, I am not a crafty person. So I am not going to mops. Um, but the sweet friend that invited me, she was like, Kristen, just go. It's not about crafts. And this one is definitely not about crafts like other mops can be. And I am not downing mops that have crafts. But for me, it was like, um, if you know my peacock story, it's, you know, taking notice of the things that you really are turned off by. And for me, it was that, it was that creativity. I did not want to reopen that box. So I ended up going to mops and I loved it. And it was one of the best choices I've ever made as a young mom was to get involved in mops. So plug for mops. <laughs> and as I slowly began to seek after the more of God and to heal my heart in the midst of really hard motherhood and learning that I was at the end of my rope. The Lord started using creativity to open up my heart. I was taught that being creative was actually helpful in re reconnecting with who I was and allowed space for that and allowed space amidst even with my kids like creativity and getting messy and making our house a mess while we did fun things like play-doh and listen to worship music and I began to really see how Papa God didn't care what my art looked like or what my creation looked like as long as I was spending time with him. And it also was an invitation for my kids to bring their whole hearts too. And I began to see more and more that I was created to create alongside of the Father. So as I learned to see this creativity as a powerful tool to reconnect my heart, there were like, there were four little truths that kind of I discovered. So creativity connects you back to the creator. So when we know and dive deep into knowing more about who our creator is and who he is, we discover more of who we are. And this is a big portion of where, if you've taken my heavenly commission course, you will recognize that phrase. Phrase: The more we know who he is, the more we understand who we are. And that creativity is such an important key to unlocking those mysterious places within our heart. The number two, creativity connects you back to who you are. Julia Cameron, um, she is an amazing writing coach. Um, she wrote, uh, oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. The Art of Writing, I believe is what it's called. Um, but I have done it, but it's a journaling technique where you write 30 minutes nonstop straight away in the morning and it's allowing um, just kind of that writing creativity to flow anyway she says art is the imagination at play in the field of time let yourself play 
And I love that because that creativity burrs out playfulness. It invites you into the playground. We are supposed to be childlike, right? Sometimes we get so serious and so um, bogged down by these hashtag adulting things um, when we're called to be playful. We are called to be childlike. So it allows you to see as you become playful and, and come on the playground of creativity, it unlocks these layers of self-protection. And it allows you to really uncover lies that you may be believing about yourself. So what kind of thoughts come up when you sit down to create? Are they encouraging? Do you bring shame on yourself? I just want you to become aware of that. So look back when you were a little girl. What did you naturally create? Can you remember a time in your life where you naturally created? Did you make moon pies in the dirt? Did you play with Barbies? Did you write stories? Did you pretend? Did you sing? I want you to go back to that, maybe even an encounter, and ask Jesus, where is a good place for me to start to uncover a piece of my heart through creativity? Number three, creativity allows connection with others. Creativity joins us into God's uh, blanket of craftsmanship. It is for the greater good that we become creative. And I want you to think back over 2020. And there was so much creativity birthed out of hard. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's that hovering over the darkness where there is this stepping into more and a connecting to many people through helping hands and creative ideas of entrepreneuring and coaching and course creating and writing and all of these beautiful things that were birthed out of 2020. Yes, it was hard. And I'm, I hold that space um, gingerly. And it was also beautiful to see what was birthed out of that for so many people. And creativity can be super vulnerable. Joseph Pierce says, to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. And that takes faith and it takes courage. It takes bravery. And sometimes we invite people into that process and sometimes it's just for us. But there's huge vulnerability in the creative process. One thing that I love that pushes my creativity every year is my sweet fam. My husband's family has been doing this for decades and it's called love gift time. And part of that creativity, <coughs> excuse me, is we find out one person in the family that we are to make a gift for in, in September. And then we have till December to make a gift and to um, write them a card. And I can tell you when I first came into this family, I was like, um, I don't create. <laughs> and now every year it pushes me to a whole different level of um, just 
sitting with the father and asking, what do you want me to create? And everybody's creations are so different. And I can tell you that love gift time when we present that gift to that person in front of all, I think there's 23 of us. Um, it is one of the most moving days of the year. And it's beautiful. That creativity is vulnerable and it's allowing other people to see your heart, to see your healing, to see your heart for others. And that's beautiful. All right. Number four, creativity allows space for healing. So think of all the ways that creativity can bring healing through different elements like music, like we did with worship yesterday or art or podcasting or writing poetry or blogs or crafts. <clears throat> I have a dear friend who has a daughter with autism and when she writes, wow, it is so beautiful and not only healing to her, but to so many other women that are going through similar situations. That, that creativity allows for healing. And that is why, I mean, there's art therapy for children to help their brains process trauma. I mean, there's something to this guys that stepping into creativity and it helps to express those deep emotions that are going on. Like I mentioned before, the, when I was in the dark night of the soul season, I just wrote and it anchored me in to not run from hard emotions and let the father see those hard emotions and let him hold the bleeding side of my heart. And he held space for that. So I encourage you, if you are in a dark season, if you're in a season of hopelessness or um, you're struggling in that area, I absolutely encourage you to do something creative. Step into his invitation to hold your heart. Creativity is our innate ability to connect and remind ourselves of who we are underneath these layers of self-protection. It's our back door to healing and where he is asking you to open up your heart. I encourage you to do it. And how is he doing that for you? How is he coming for you? Is it through writing? Is it through sewing photography? What is your creative journey? I'd love to hear in the comments, your homework moving forward today as we wrap up is to step into something creative. What do you like to do? What could you possibly invite him into? Is it turning on worship and journaling, writing poetry? Is it um, sometimes for our kids, one of the coolest ways we've done that is we'll turn on worship and we've listened for other people and we've asked the father what do you think of this person? And I'm telling you what, when you are in the biggest funk, that is like the quickest way back to his spirit. And to allow, again, just helping others in your own creativity. So that's an idea. Um, I would love to hear more. And uh, 
yeah, I know from the last time we did this course, I had an art teacher on here and she created some of the most amazing pieces after this class. And she even gifted me one, which was such a pleasure um, just to see her heart because it's really a glimpse into someone else's heart and how amazing that is as an act of worship to create in the midst of holding hard emotions, joyful emotions, all of those things. So I just want to pray as we end and yeah, just know that I'm here for you as we're going through each day slash week. And, um, I know that you've got this and I know that the invitation is there. It's real. He is beckoning you. And just like the encounter, I pray that that sticks in your heart of real. So Jesus, uh, thank you that you hold our hearts. Thank you that you are the living word. Everything was created through you and by you. Thank you that we are made in your image. I thank you for the tool of creativity to reconnect with our hearts. I thank you for each woman that is listening to the podcast, to this group live. Every heart is precious to you and you see everything. Lord, I pray over each one that they would make space for you. Make space for their heart and to not run over themselves for the sake of whatever. It's ultimately about you and offering our heart to you. So thank you, Jesus, for this time. Bless each one in Jesus' name. Thanks so much, guys, for listening I pray that this is helpful. Hey, reach out if you have any questions. I am a spiritual life coach. So if you need anything, I would love to process with you. Um, I do have one free session, like an exploratory session to see if it's a good fit. And uh, also, if you wanted the tangible PDF of this course, um, go ahead and drop a, a comment below And um, I will post a link where you can sign up for that tangible link as well. So, all right, guys, I will see you tomorrow for day three.